and welcome to Baseball Bite for people who'd rather be listening to the game than to a podcast about it. And this is a special weekend bite edition with a quick look at some of the stories from the past couple of days. As always, no time to lose. Pitch clock is running. Let's play ball. The weekend got off to a blingtastic start on Friday at Dodger Stadium, where after 32 years of disappointments and droughts, last year's World Series champs finally received their rings. And as to be expected at such joyous occasions, the less is more mantra was completely ignored. Especially when it comes to the glittery swag that is the calling card of Justin's, the go-to jewelers for many such custom-made championship rings for not only MLB, but also the worlds of NFL and NBA. With a lavish design reflecting the story of the 2020 season, each 14-carat ring has 222 round diamonds, 10 princess-cut diamonds, and over 50 sapphires. But fear not. If the thought of that makes you feel ring envy, limited edition copies are available to season ticket holders for the snip of a price, $35,000. And failing that, David Price, who in spite of opting out of last year's season, did still receive a ring, but has chosen to auction it for his favoured charity. The Players' Alliance, which works for racial equality and inclusivity within baseball. And considering that Josh Gordon's Super Bowl ring went for $138,000 last year in a similar auction, it is hoped that at least the same sort of amount will be raised. Somewhere else that had that glorious Friday feeling was Globe Life Field, which experienced a true moment of history when Padres right-hander Joe Musgrove achieved the first no-hitter in the 53-year franchise history with its 3-0 win over Texas. And with that, San Diego became the final team to capture a no-no in the majors. Alas, it would have been a perfect game if not for Joey Gallo being hit by a pitch in the bottom of the fourth. But still, it had been a long journey both for the club, which had suffered a long succession of close but no cigar one-hitters, 30 in total, until Friday, but also for the man himself. Drafted by Toronto, a World Series win with Houston, and then opening day start of a Pittsburgh last year, Mr. Musgrove, throughout all that at heart, was always the local boy born and bred, 20 miles away from Petco Park. Or as he said after the game to reporters, I just want everyone to know that the kid from Grossman High threw the first no-hitter. And history was also made by his catcher, Victor Caratini, who back in September, when he was with the Cubs, caught Alec Mills' no-hitter, making the first starting backstop in Major League history to catch consecutive no-nos for different clubs. Someone else who no doubt savoured their moment of the night was shortstop Hasyong Kim, whose throw to first ended the game. There is continued uncertainty over the health of Fernando Tatis Jr.'s shoulder. The club says there's nothing to worry about and that their star shortstop will be back as planned. But some medical experts from the orthopedic field have expressed scepticism about that. But while that absence clearly leaves a huge void for the team, both on the field and off, Ha Seong Kim is doing his best to step into those rather large afterburner cleats. And the player who baseball prospectus calls the best athlete in the KBO last year and potentially biggest trans-Pacific sensation since Ichiro kept himself busy in Saturday's 7-4 win over the Rangers with his first home run adding to that tally. A couple of other milestones that were reached recently. Firstly, Cubs reliever Craig Kimball, who put behind him memories of his recent struggles and with last Thursday's 4-2 win over the Pirates, marked his 350th career save and the first five-out save of that 12-year career. 
And Arizona's Tim LoCastro in Saturday's game against Cincinnati successfully stole his 28th base and with that went 28 for 28, breaking the all-time record for most consecutive stolen bases to start a career. Which is all very fitting considering the fact that when Mr. LoCastro was first drafted by Toronto back in 2013, his first base running coach was no other than Hall of Famer Tim Raines, the previous holder of the record of 27 successful stolen bases back in 1981. There were a couple of players who had particular cause for emotion over the past few days. One was Boston's Eduardo Rodriguez, who after the disappointment of a final delay to his hoped for opening day start, finally returned to the mound last Thursday after a 567-day wait thanks to COVID and then subsequent myocarditis, which put him out of action all of last year. And although it wasn't his best of performances, he still managed to get the 7-3 win over Baltimore, thanks largely to the Red Sox bats, which do seem to finally be coming back to life. And although that loss will not have been welcome, at least the Orioles had something even more important to celebrate, as shown by the standing ovation given for the healthy return home to Camden Yards of Trey Mancini for the first time in a year and a half since his diagnosis of stage 3 colon cancer during last year's spring training. And no doubt his first homer of the season on Saturday, followed by another three-run homer yesterday, will have helped lift his spirits too. Unfortunately for the Orioles, that was not enough to prevent the series sweep by Boston, which, as I say, seems to have rediscovered something of its mojo and silenced those reacting to its season-opening defeat at the hands of Baltimore. This bounce back being helped in large part by its formidable slugger, J.D. Martinez. He was, by his own very vocal admission, one of the casualties of last year's ban on in-game video, as shown by his measly seven home runs and 27 RBI over 54 games. Well, perhaps thanks to the relaxation of dugout protocols, that seems to have changed drastically, especially after yesterday's game, in the final game of that series at Camden Yards, in which he homered three times, the third time in his career, and is now already at five homers and 16 RBI after just eight games. And crucially, with 12 extra base hits, is tied with Dante Bichette to be the only player to have that many at this point in the season. Hence why all eyes are on tonight's game against the Twins to see if he makes history by becoming the first player to ever achieve one extra base hit in a season's first nine games. That sweep of the Orioles wasn't the only brush being brandished over the weekend. Perhaps it was the bling high of all those diamonds, or maybe just the fact they got off to a crushing start, but the 2020 champions, the Dodgers, decisively swept the 2019 champions, the Nationals, in their three-game series in LA, ending with a battle between Max Scherzer and Clayton Kershaw, the latter putting on a very dominant show, and putting to rest any fears that initially arose from his rocky opening day start. Six scoreless innings and six strikeouts helping the team towards its 3-0 win to end a triumphant sweep of Washington. And the Dodgers starters are now at 6-0 in their last eight outings, having gone six innings or more in seven of those eight games. So it's further reminder, as if anyone needed it, of why they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Cleveland, meanwhile, was very happy to get its revenge on Detroit after it lost two of the opening series games to them before. This time, Cleveland bounced back with a definitive sweep of the Tigers, the mood of whom will not have been helped by Miguel Cabrera landing on the IL yesterday with bicep strain. And it looks like the Texas Rangers won't be playing the Padres now until the 2024 season, depending on how the scheduling changes look after the new CBA is ratified. But I don't think they'll mind too much if they don't see the Blessed Friars for a long time after this weekend sweep. That was in spite of a potentially huge setback for San Diego yesterday, when in the first inning, after only 16 pitches, left-handed starter Adrian Morejon had to be pulled due to left elbow and forearm strain. 
This led to yet another historic moment for the Padres and their pitching, in which the six relievers stepped up to the mound for eight and one-third scoreless innings and a shutout 2-0 victory over Texas, and with that, the sweep. The first time in franchise history that the team had thrown a combined shutout in which the starting pitcher did not make it through the first inning. A reminder again that this is another formidable force with the Padres bullpen leading the majors over the past 10 games with a .84 ERA. And finally, a Mariner's moment. Yes, that's right, Captain. It was a wonderful day for Seattle, which seems to be striving for the Comeback Kids title with the SA's 8-6 win over Minnesota, which was not only the second series win for the Mariners, but the third game in which they managed to fight back from seemingly way behind. And yesterday's comeback from 6-0 in the sixth inning was the first time since June 2nd, 2016 that the Mariners had managed to battle the victory when six or more runs behind. Helped hugely by two home runs from the veteran and fan favourite Kyle Seeger, who of course was there the last time the team managed such a feat. Ah, that joyous sound of the Mariners' home run horn can only mean one thing. It's time for me to trot around the base and get myself home. But until next time, my friends, never forget that sometimes in life, a quick bite is all that you need. Make sure that you subscribe, follow, at Baseball Bite. But until next time, happy baseball.